Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Right, we are going to get former World Triathlon champion Rick Wells up on the program. Um, her, along with former All Black Ian Jones are looking to try and raise money for mental health awareness. Mike King, Gumboot Friday. What they're going to embark on is going to be incredibly gruelling, but incredibly special. Richie Barnett, former Kiwi Rugby League captain, will also be involved in this. It basically starts at the top of the North Island and finishes on the steps of Parliament in Wellington. It's going to take these remarkable athletes around about 14 days to complete their journey. It's going to involve basically swimming, running, biking, at times kayaking, outrigger paddling their way initially down the east coast of New Zealand before crossing over and finishing down the west coast. It's known as the Dew Drop Hope Challenge. Rick Wells, multiple triathlon world champion, the original pioneer, the reason why we had Bevan Doherty and Hamish Carter, the reason why athletes like Cameron Brown took up the sport. He joins us on the programme. Afternoon to you, Rick. Welcome. Yeah, Mark, how are you doing? Yeah, very good, thank you, mate. Uh, look, um, training today? Yeah, I've just been for a run and I'm about to get on my bike and go for a bike ride. Rick, you, um, yeah, when, you reti- when you retired from the sport, you took a fair bit of time out, you did a lot of coaching and stuff, but in more recent times, you've really got yourself entrenched back in the sport and we'll talk about the reasons why. How are you finding the comeback? Is the muscle memory there? Are you sort of reaching the dizzy heights that made you a world champion back in the 80s? <laughs> we're far from a comeback, Mark. Um, you know, it's it's a slog. I, I'd, be, I'd be lying if I said it was easy. No, and I'm not reaching any dizzy heights. I'm just happy to just put one foot in front of the other and, you know, one step, one arm stroke. Um, you know, and I, I realise my age and I know my limitations and basically I'm just sort of, I keep my heart rate at a certain level. I know my run pace is around six minute K pace and that keeps me injury free and it's just get out and do something every day. Mm. Uh, Rick, as I said, certainly in triathlon circles, you've got a big name and a big reputation, as does Ian Jones in the sport of rugby and people like Richie Barnett. Uh, In recent times, you've decided to put your name uh, for philanthropic reasons to raise awareness of um, various organisations in New Zealand. Last year, um, you guys did a swim from Great Barrier to Takapuna in a relay-type format, and you raised enough money to buy St John's new ambulances. This year, it's about mental health. Um, why, why, why are you doing this, and and the reasons for it? Well, there's, there's quite a few reasons. Um, you know, one, this idea came up during the last Auckland lockdown, and uh, I was sitting at home feeling pretty sorry for myself, and I knew that other people would be doing it hard. And then, you know, New Zealand's got an enviable uh, sort of statistic that we've got one of the highest youth suicide rates in the world, and. Um, you know, so we've got to be able to do something to correct that. You know, we, we sort of, we do a lot of talking, but it, it's, you know, I, myself and, you know, the guys that are joining me, you know, the Barrier Boys and what have you, 
um, we believe in action, and action speaks louder than words. And you know, even though we don't have a lot of money, it's, it's about to start in a conversation about this youth suicide, and that we've got to be able to take action about it. Mm. And so you've established the relationship with Mike King um, and Gumboot Friday. Have you known Mike for a long time? How did, how did you guys strike up the conversation and decide that the next venture um, would benefit what he's trying to do? Yeah, well, I've known Mike, you know, vaguely sort of over the years. You know, you'd see each other and you'd give each other the merry nod and, you know, sort of, you know, hello, how are you doing? You know, sort of um, you'd see him down at the Olympic pools um, in the cafe, not in the pool. Um, and you know, sort of when this idea sort of sunk into my brain about what I was doing, it, you know, sort of automatically Mike King came to mind. Um, you know, I love his work. I love what they do for Gumboot Friday. Um, you know, firstly, I rang the team and said, hey, I've got an idea. Um, straight away, you know, Karma and the, and the rest of the guys all came back. Yep, we're in without even knowing what was involved. Um, and then I reached out to Mike and, and he, at first, you know, he couldn't swim. And so just in February, um, if you look at some old videos, um, we got him in the water and um, he loved the idea and um, he loved the challenge. And so, the, you know, the, the team at um, Gumboot Friday are fully involved and, and, and um, committed. Okay, Rick, so describe to us what this Dewdrop Hope Challenge is. When does it start and what does it involve? Basically, on February the 14th, Valentine's Day. Oh, you're a romantic, aren't you, Rick? You are a romantic. Yeah, yeah, this is our gift to all the um, relationships in the country. What, you're going to give them some peace and quiet for a day, Rick? No, what I'm hoping is instead of buying flowers, everyone could donate sort of around $130 um, to a free counselling session <laughs> to um, start up. So, you know, sort of that's the, the gift that you can give your partner. Um, so, you know, that's basically what it costs to do a counselling session. But um, So we start on February the 14th from Cape Reinga. And we've got 16 stops along the way, and and finally then on, on March the uh, what is it? Uh, March the first, I think it is. So um, we finish in um, Parliament grounds, uh, handing over our ha- helping hand of hope to Chris Luxton. Okay, so y- y- you talk about this being uh, basically a two-week affair. What do some of the stages involve? Give us an idea of what you guys are going to endure. Oh, Pretty daunting. Like, if I thought about the whole thing altogether, I probably wouldn't do it. I'm just taking each day stage at a time, and this involves probably around 10 hours of activity in a relay format, to be fair. Um, You know, so day one, you know, so we'll be sort of running from the lighthouse down to Taupotapota, swimming around um, uh, probably about two or three k at Taupotapota, working our way down the uh, east coast, and we finish up at Monganui, just sort of swimming, running, and biking down the down the coast, and so certain leagues, like we'll be swimming um, across estuaries and what have you to get to the other side of the land, and then biking and running our way to Monganui. Um, you know, probably there's days, you know, like from Gisborne, about 200 kilometre days, Gisborne to Napier, um, you know, and that, that pretty daunting if you thought, like we've got, I think it's about 1,864 kilometres total, and we've got about 31,000 metres of climbing, which is, you know, three times or three and a half times the height of Mount Everest. Um, so they're long and gruelling days, but, uh, you know, I'm just trying to focus on day one. Once I get day one out of the way, I'll focus on day two. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a stage race, or not a race, I, I emphasise, it's not a race, but it's, it's basically like doing a 16-day stage tour. 
Okay, Rick, I'm interested in when you arrive in Auckland because that involves Waiheke, that involves then a swim, and then I understand that involves maybe a little bit of a kayak down towards Coromandel. Talk to me through that one. Yeah, well, the, the Auckland leg's exciting. Like, we kick off um, on the, uh, the Saturday, so that's a Saturday. I'm just trying to think of the date. Um, it's about the 18th of February. We're swimming under the Harbour Bridge across the um, Royal New Zealand Yacht Squadron, and then we're having a hikoi walk from uh, West Haven to Iraqi, then we're walker-armouring out to Waiheke, uh, then we're overnight in Waiheke, then we're swimming from the bottom end of Waiheke Island to uh, Kawakawa, and then biking from Kawakawa to sort of Onimana, and then running along the ridgeline, sort of in Cameron Brown's territory, coming down through, and then we're swimming across the estuary, or around the estuary, and finishing at the Wangamata Surf Club. Um, so that's a pretty big day. Um, well, they're all big days. So that, that day, and then the next day, sorry. No, go on, Rick. Yep, go on. Then the next day, we're heading down towards um, Mount Moganui, so we're sort of uh, biking down to uh, Haumanga, a place just out of Waihi, running along a beautiful track there to uh, Arakawa Beach, swimming from Arakawa to Waihi Beach, and then sort of running, walking, riding along uh, Waihi Beach, and must, we are just kayaking across the Bowen Town entrance, and that's just due to sort of Daisy and her friends being in the water, and we just think it would be prudent to probably just paddle across that section of the water. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rick's, and finishing at Mount Yeah, so Rick, um, as this progresses down the country and people can follow you, can uh, people able to maybe join in with you as long as they're not sort of half-wheeling you or putting you in the hurt box? Uh, are you encouraging people to maybe come for a little bit of a jog? Yeah, we're hoping to have sort of neutral sections of either the, the, the run and the ride. Um, obviously, you know, sort of with today's world, um, health and safety comes into it. Um, we're trying to work out where logistically we can get people to join us for even just a dip in the water, uh, a swim, and we are working on that. And so sort of we will have that up. Hopefully we sort of had a meeting the other day about the logistics of that. Um, obviously, you know, sort of if 400 people turn up on a bike ride, that causes a bit of mayhem. So we are trying to sort of work out where we mm. can have um, participation and community engagement, and we want that. We want community engagement because mm. this isn't something that's just a bunch of well over middle-aged men uh, stressed doing something, but it's to create a conversation, it's to create awareness, and with awareness, uh, you need the community. Mm. And, you know, we want mm. the whole community to be speaking about this sad story. Okay, so how do people donate? How are you actually looking at raising the funds? Um, well... Th- one, it's, you know, we've got to give a little page. It's a do drop. You go to the give a little page, and it's the hope challenge. Give a little, um, and then you know you can go on the Gumboot Friday um, page. Um, but basically, it's a do drop hope challenge. Um, is the is the page on give a little, and um, and then obviously along the way um, you can chat to the team, and then we'll we'll figure a way to get money out of you. <laughs> hey Rick, I, I want to ask you this because look. Um, there's a saying in endurance sport that you know you're overtraining when you meet more than three bastards in a day and that basically just means that you get to the point where you're really really grumpy I've been in some pretty big training camp environments um, over the years in the Gold Coast and stuff and you know know it is is hard spending that much time around people when you are tired and fatigued what are you doing to sort of just manage those relationships between the likes of the Ian Joneses and those other athletes that you're doing on those days where everyone does just get a little bit ratty yeah, we've discussed that, and you know, like it's like anything, it's easy to discuss things until reality sets in. Um, each one of us are taking a tent so that we can just go and sleep on our own. 
Um, but basically, uh, it's, it's just something that we've got to manage, and I'm sure there's going to be blowouts. I'm sure there's going to be people throwing their toys out of the cot. I'm sure that, but it's just something that you just go, hey, that's in the heat of the moment. At the end of the day, you know, we sit around, you know, we'll have a cold drink and um, shake hands, you know, sort of. But this is about bringing people together, and uh, and so sort of, um, I'm hoping that, that we can you know, rise above that. Well, mm. I know we will. Like we all spent 25 or 26 hours together in a boat swimming. Um, and managed to keep it together under fairly extreme conditions. And, um, okay, this is a bigger challenge. It's a bigger a deal. It's 16 days together. Um, but everyone's focused on, on what we're trying to achieve here. Mm-hmm. Rick, I've told Ian Jones, when you do swim from Waiheke to Kawakawa Bay, to sit on your feet and just tap your feet the whole way across. Just tap him, tap him, tap him. Live rent-free inside of his head. How are you going to cope with that? <laughs> I'll just sit behind him then. (laughs) He's actually swimming pretty well. So, um, you know, we'll be swimming together, you know, sort of um, side by side, you know, sort of. um, I'm more actually more looking um, at sitting on his wheel on the bike Mm. and he can tow us all the way to Wangamata. He's just done the Ironman, so he's more match fit than anyone else in the team. How about Monday morning we swim Takapuna, eh? Monday morning? Yeah, well, weather conditions, I've looked on them, you know, right now it's not too friendly, but... um, Keen to swim, buddy. Okay, so, yeah. I will. I will text you, and we'll try and line it up for Monday morning. Yeah, and I'll bring the boys along. They can get out of bed. You know. So um, no, Monday morning will be a good I, time. I, I hope I'm not confusing ability with ambition, Rick. No, no. It's you know, it just starts with one arm stroke, Mark. No, oh, I know it does. I know it does. But Mark Bone gave me advice once. He said, take a two week break and then quit. <laughs> <laughs> No, that, yeah, there's no quitting. Like this, in Carmo's words, this is doable. Yeah, no. You know, the whole thing is doable. Um, we will be doing it. Um, you know, we're going to complete this. You know, yeah. so if it's not let's do this, it's let's complete this. Yeah, no, fantastic. Hey, look, uh, Rick, lovely to have you on the program. Just one more time for the website or the different ways people can connect, possibly donate or even just follow this. Yeah, well, it's, you know, sort of, it's givealittle.co.nz, course, challenge, give a little, um, you know, so that's probably the best bet, you know, sort of, and you can find us there or go to the Gumboot Friday um, page and find it there. Brilliant. Rick Wells, lovely to have you on the programme. Keep up the good work, mate. Cool. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for having us. Thank you. 18 minutes after 12, the great man, the great Rick Wells, part of a wonderful era in triathlon in this country alongside of the great Aaron Baker. Aaron would go on and win the Hawaii Ironman in 1987-1992. Wellesley would win the long course world championships in Nice and really set the tone for that next generation which included Hamish Carter and then later Bevan Doherty, uh, the likes of the Cameron Brown. And it's interesting talking to Cameron, um, you know he's won 12 New Zealand Ironmans, he's been New Zealand Sportsman of the Year, finished second in Hawaii Ironman twice, two thirds, but he still reckons almost the highlight of his career was beating Rick Wells at a Wangamata Triathlon in front of some pretty big crowds when Wellesley was the man and Cameron was 18.